It's about that time. You are about to get highly educated with the Cannabis Closet Podcast with Canna Queen and MJ. This is an adult content show with no limitations on subject, language, or actions. Opinions, views, and expressions may or may not be that of the hosts and their subsidiaries. If you aren't sure, don't worry, we'll tell you, or you can just take a good look at our faces. It's time to get this session started. Thanks for rolling up and showing up. Enjoy the show. hi hello everybody hi um they we're figuring out different ways of doing things and that was a different way of doing the intro from one computer <laughs> I, again i don't understand why we can't be on camera and you can still hear yeah you know, like i do yeah. understand, but i don't understand right that has to be a function that we could maybe get or something maybe they'll make us pay for it i don't know if right. you're watching on uh, TikTok right now, we're over at that solo, uh, or you could check the link in my bio, but there's also a link uh, in the chat. What's up, Meek? I see you. I see you. Welcome. Welcome, everybody that's coming in. Say hi. Let us know you're here. As you can see, uh, well, I mean, we usually start this way, so I guess as you don't actually know, it's just two of us today. So yeah, we're just, we're just going to be rolling out the punches a work Wednesday. Um, and we didn't, we didn't have anybody slated for today, but we are work. I mean, I'm so excited about, about our upcoming March 9th show. What's up, Cal? Yes, we have been, um, you know, working on that. Pushing diligently, on diligently. And it, I mean, and, and, uh, and also wrapping up our next adventure well not wrapping up it's wrapping up phase one yes adventure <laughs> yes um and uh oh, i just got butterflies in my stomach about that yes uh, we just got our proofs back y'all <laughs> yeah. um so excited excited it's like when do we when do we start pushing and advertising it right? now right now right I've been, okay. we've been kind of talking about it here we have we have um but maybe maybe uh, on on Wednesday the ninth we can we can go full force. Uh, yeah, start. hopefully um, we'll have a date that we're gonna be um, heading out that way to pick up our product. So it's I'm, I mean it's so exciting. It's it's ah uh, yeah. So for those who don't know, we are doing a product release in conjunction with Mighty Kind. Um, and we're super excited about it. We've been working on it for a really long time. And we finally are in the final stages of having uh, it ready for force to be for sale, to be on the market. On the market. Ah, oh, so exciting. It's <laughs> so crazy exciting. And next um, is with us. The next is here. I love it when you show up. Um, so yeah. For so those who didn't know, next is one of the first people that's going to actually get a sample of, of our product gonna send him a little sample sample what's up shamar what's good 
yeah, he's going to get a sample because honestly, he's been, uh, he's a lot of people have been with us the whole way. Kel has been with us uh, the whole way as well. Um, next has been in almost every single business meeting that we've had about this. He's helped us make uh, yay or nay decisions about logos and artwork and uh, just all kinds of input and really honestly is just there for the moral support. Uh, and, and so of course he will be getting the first, one of the first, uh, samples. We're going to set it aside just for him. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty excited. Yes. Yes. Please do fire up. Fire up. Um, happy 420 everybody. 424, whatever. You know, we're still um, in the time frame. I think you're allowed to be late to this because you're a stoner. I think that's like it's like an unwritten rule. I mean, yeah. The only reason why we're on time is because we have timers. Because <laughs> we have a timer, that's right. And look at you. <laughs> you in Facebook jail. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Why? Oh, well, you don't have to say, but I mean, I'm sure it's something. Yes, else. tell us why. We want to know. Can you share it? Um, what did you say? Um, weird. <laughs> so, Meek, um, next is also almost always in the Discord, too. So, last night we had some special visitors in Discord. And <laughs> make more account make more than one account that's right i don't have more than one account let me tell you my facebook has my whole ass name on it because somebody reported my name years ago a few years ago and i was like i do not want to make a new facebook i was definitely sure that facebook wasn't wasn't even going to be a thing <laughs> like i was like fuck why wouldn't I make a new one and just just for it to go out right and so um my whole ass name is on my Facebook and they will not let me change it back they, they won't let me change it anything even with everyone anything else they won't let me shorten my first name which I don't go by my full first name somebody called me that today in a in a comment in a like somebody that doesn't know me you know just right. knows me from seeing me on Facebook and uh and I was just like I mean, I, it wasn't their fault, but I was just like, damn, Facebook got my whole ass. You gonna give out my social security number next, Facebook? Jesus. I mean, come on. Like middle name, like, right? It has my, it has my full ass name. It has, it's not a C. It's, it's like my literal name, my whole name. Hold on. I know. Let me, I mean, and I, I, yes, because I don't know. I, you guys are like, it won't let me change it when I change I mine. make a new account, right? But then I have like so much of a following on there too. That's the thing. I'm like, I have other emails and shit. And then I got to worry about who I, what, where it's at and what's right. connected and all that. So it's just like, fuck it. Um, is it that important? Um, I mean, I do have another account through a, a, an old work email account that I don't have access to anymore. So right. it's like, I can't even access that Facebook account anymore, you know? Yeah. I don't have, so, another, I don't have another one. This is my only one. And it yeah. was like, it was like Farah Mrs. V, which is technically my name. <laughs> the Mrs. V part. Okay. I could change it to my actual last name or whatever. 
No, somebody reported it as a false name, and I had to go through all of this stuff and send them pictures of my bills and shit before they would let me access it again. In reality, I should have just said, fuck it, and gone to the new page or whatever. But that's not what I did. And here I am with my whole ass name on Facebook. <laughs> Call me Farah Halisa and shit. <laughs> so... Yeah, and then meanwhile, meanwhile, my husband has a full-ass fake name on his Facebook. Yes. His yeah. name is full-ass fake. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody fucks with him. Yeah. I th- I, sometimes yeah. I think people like to see what's going to happen if they poke the bear. They want to see me react. And a little bit, I think they want to call me crazy. And they want to be like, see? She's crazy. <laughs> but bitch, I'm not crazy because of me. I'm crazy because of the bullshit you just did. <laughs> like fucking. I I did speak to a Hilton representative today about an issue and he and I'm a I'm a diamond member and and whatever that means. And um so whatever I, that means. And um and so I expressed my issue and he's I don't know, something happened and I'll, I was like, so just asking, is this something that, you know, maybe cause he's like, you should have done this and you should have done this and you should have done this. I'm like, well, I thought the Hilton representative that, you know, did all that stuff for me did it. So I didn't know I needed to call someone at corporate and figure it out too. When I thought my Hilton people were taking care of me at the properties that I was being taken care of. Right. I was like, is That's this something like, should the property people, you know, the manager on duty or whomever have told me that I should have called the diamond service desk and done this? He didn't have an answer for me. No, because okay. yes is the answer. And he doesn't want to give you that. And then, he's lecturing you on what you should have yeah. done. And then, uh, you know, and then I, you know, he offended me another, another point. And so I started to raise my voice and he's like, and then he starts to count me down like a child. Oh, no, sir. Put me on the phone with somebody else. Right well, then I, I did say that because that's why I initially had said I was like, I would like to speak to another representative. Um, if you could go ahead and escalate me to that next step, please. And he says, well, no, he's like, you can call back and speak to somebody else. He's like, but I am a supervisor. Ew. Okay. Well, you should be fired. I hope this is being recorded. I'll be saying <laughs> some shit like that. Well, I hope that your supervisor hears this call because you should be right. fired. You right. should be So demoted. I did ask for um, a contact or he's like, and he said, no, you can call back and speak to somebody else. I am a supervisor. He's like, there is not an email. And so there he's a liar and a lot. Li- oh, she's gone. He's a liar and a liar and a liar. I don't know what happened to her. She'll be back in a minute. I'm sure. Uh, I had like a similar situation I told you guys about with Spectrum where they told me they refused to talk to me uh, about returning uh, their property unless I agreed to pay $50. Okay, she's back. She's back. What in the mother? (laughs) This is our technical difficulty. We haven't had like a real one in a while. That came out of nowhere. Okay, did. I was like, oh, we're talking about that shit. It got it's resolved, fine. like, but I, you know, I, I did get the situation resolved, but I had to call the location and, and the manager helped me resolve it. I'm like the person who initially, you know, started the whole thing. And, um, so I did start, uh, a little through the, 
Let me tell you what. Can I tell you what works? It don't even matter. It don't even matter how many followers you have. It does not. Because I don't have that many on Twitter. But that shit fucking works. One time. I've done this a couple of times. But one time, the most memorable time is that I had ordered something. I don't know where I ordered it from. But the it was either UPS or FedEx said that they had delivered it. Right. But here's the thing. I have a ring on my door, on my front door. So if, hey, so if you delivered it, I would have seen you deliver it. But I, in fact, did not see you deliver it. I looked to see if somebody delivered anything. There was nothing. And then so I blasted them on Twitter. I do not have that many followers on Twitter. I just I just added them. And then they were in my inbox like this. Like, what's the problem? And then a, a guy pulls up in his civilian car, in his civilian clothes, like not in his uniform, and drops the package off at my house that day. Like, what? That was the fast. That was better than calling their customer service line. Twitter is where it's at, y'all. Blast them on Twitter think, first. Do you think that applies the results that way first? Do you think it applies to postal service? Because I don't think postal service Twitters or gives a gut fuck. Oh no, I don't think the postal service gives a fuck. But private owned companies do give a fuck about their business and they don't want to be blasted on Twitter. And so and once you say they are at, they do have a lot of followers. So whoever follows them follows their at. And so whatever you post, no matter how many followers you have. Everybody that follows them is going to see that. And people that don't follow them is going to see that because they're a big company, right? And then so they're always in your face. Yeah. I'm just saying, try Twitter first. I just, hey, listen, I'm, I, should I do a segment called, called Tips from a Gen Xer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a millennial tip. Good. I'm sure I got that from a millennial. Of our show, I mean, let's tips be- for a Gen Xer from a Gen Xer. Thank you. Follow me for more tips. No, that was probably more millennial, but I was, um, I, uh, he said, yes, please do that. I, um, I, uh, I think that even though I'm, I'm a Gen Xer, like through and through, uh, I also like, I get you a little bit with the millennial y'all are just like a barely a generation away from us so like the y'all are like the little brothers and sisters of gen xers and so i feel like i fall into that they call them xennials so i feel like i fall into that category a little bit where i'm not like a like a uppity like you know i care a little bit i care a little bit and that's not a that's not a quality that we grew up with caring (laughs) We're more, we're more an apathetic breed. Yeah. Um, so anyways, um, how's today? Hi everybody. Welcome to the cannabis closet with Canna Queen and MJ. <laughs> I'm Canna Queen. Canna Queen. And, uh, she's, she's MJ. I'm MJ. Um, <laughs> so do we, what, let's see, we, I mean, we have show notes. We have the we show, show notes. notes. So where are we at with our show notes? Um, <laughs> da, 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 Let's see here. Uh, I do want to say bantering. Um, 
what are we mad about? Um, uh, I know what I'm mad about today. Oh, okay. it's, it fires me up every time this happens. I have to read something first before I tell you what it is I'm mad about. You'll get it once I read this, though, I think. Well, if you know me at all and how I feel, I feel like if you have any common sense at all, you might also be mad with me about this. Let me just pull this right on over here so I can just have it in my face. Ah, okay. Stop almost, it. Stop. Almost paper cut my belly, y'all. <laughs> so that almost happened. Um, where is this thing? I am mad about, I might've closed it and I just need to reopen it. Uh, perhaps that's what happened. So what I'm mad about today is that there's another recall in, in the state of Colorado. And, uh, that, that enough, that in and of itself is pretty fucking infuriating. Like just get it right. Um, but sometimes things happen, you know, uh, sometimes, uh, things fall through the cracks or whatever. But in this instance, here's the story. I got it. Um, so there's been some pre-rolls that have been recently recalled in Colorado. Uh, J.E.M. Dutch Acres LLC uh, doing business as a dispensary called Earl's. I'm not sure where in Colorado that is located. I've never actually heard of this place. That so is in, it's in Leadville. It uh, is in Leadville. Oh, okay, it's thank it's you. It's in Leadville. And there's such a cool facility. What? Okay, oh, damn it. Okay, so here's right. my problem, though. Is that and and I like I know that there I mean I'm sure that there's going to be some excuse about how long it takes to like realize some anyways. The Colorado Department of Revenue, in conjunction with Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment, the, these are the individuals that are responsible for putting out these messages, is issuing a health and safety advisory due to the uh, identification of potentially unsafe levels of elements impurities lead. Uh, on pre-roll retail uh, marijuana produced by J.E.M. Dutch Acres, LLC, doing business as Earl's. Uh, I want to just say this is public record, so we're not like blasting Earl's or anything like that. We're just putting out a public safety uh, acknowledgement. Uh, the CDPHE and the DOR deem it a threat to public health and safety when marijuana is found to have element impurities led levels above an acceptable limit established by Colorado marijuana rule 4-115. So this was uh, maybe uh, tested and uh, potentially maybe sold before the testing results came back, or maybe they got different testing results. I don't, I'm not sure where this fell through the cracks. Based on inventory tracking system, the pre-rolls rolled retail marijuana was sold Here's what I'm mad about most. The pre-roll marijuana was sold between November 26, 2021 and January 3rd, 2022. Consumers, this part, this is like, you don't even know what you're fucking talking about right now. Consumers who have these affected products in their possession should destroy them or return them to the retail store from which they were purchased for proper disposal. 
like literally it's this came out at the end of February, the last day in February. And it was found in were sold in November through January. These pre-rolls no longer exist. They're gone. They've likely been smoked. Maybe somebody felt some adverse effects from it, but it wasn't like something that they felt like they needed to go to a doctor about perhaps or something, or maybe somebody did. Maybe that's how the recall started. I don't know. That doesn't sound right. Cause the doctor would have just called it right. CHS. Right. Correct. Um, and or it, ugh, unless maybe the consumer went, I mean, not that that's going to happen, but went back to the facility and said, Hey, I felt like this when I smoked this product from you. And then they self-reported. So that could have happened as well. All affected marijuana should have a label affixed to the container. So this got through everything. This had all of the labeling and everything. And I'm just wondering then how did it get onto the shelf? I want to know how it got onto the shelf and further. Uh, I mean, like, I don't know how we can be faster at catching these things and getting them out of the consumer's hands because lead is super fucking dangerous. It causes all kinds of fucking injuries internally in your body that you would not notice externally. It can cause a lot of brain damage too, by the way. And like you got, you're like, um, <coughs> if you have the affected pro- Nobody has that. <coughs> Excuse me. So, so this kind of speaks on one of the headlines um, that hold on, it's pulling up that I, I mentioned earlier while we were talking about the Arizona testing facility. Yes. Yeah. These things tie together for sure. God, this infuriates me though. Nobody has these. These are gone. These are gone. And again, how do you know, do people, and how do you know what are the effects? What, what are, are the effects? Even, patients aren't even, you know, again, we, you know, if you nailed uh, that product, you felt something weird, you're going to blame it. You know, what, what's the process that people actually take when this happens to, them? you know, when they use something that is in recall, you know? Right. Uh, so Arizona Arizona lab find nearly 500k for intentional inaccurate results. Um, this is uh, this was from the Arizona News, Phoenix Three TV CBS Five. So reporting on this. Um, one point: a laboratory that tests in Arizona has been fined um, for repeated violations. Um, the laboratory reached the agreement after the state threatened to pull the lab's certification. Um, inspection show violations go back to September 2020. A report prepared, a report prepare, prepared by the Arizona Department of Health Services um, states deficiencies and violations were committed intentionally and are a risk to health, safety, and welfare of the public and medical um, cannabis qualifying patients. So... During inspections, they were found to having complete records and documentation for inventory, disposal, um, maintenance records for equipment, chemical storage, and employee training. Um, in testing for contamination, inspectors found machines were not properly calibrated to detect levels accurately, including pesticides, herbicides, solvents, including propane and butane, heavy metals, including lead, mercury, and arsenic. Um, e. coli and salmonella. 
They're going to kill people and then blame it on cannabis. And so uh, they were tied to a recall, possibly salmonella contamination. And inspectors found the point employee trained to use a technique that produced inflated potency results. <laughs> of course. Where I is this again? This product is in Arizona. Threes can charge. Um, security lapses were also documented. According to reports, uh, inspectors witnessed a FedEx driver walk through the building's front door and into the lab where um, cannabis and products were stored. Um, during a separate inspection, a workman walked through the unlocked front doors. Inspectors also found inner doors propped open, um, providing access to storage areas for products. Um, it's so crazy. I actually talked to um, somebody a few years ago when I was before, oh, 444, four, four, um, before... <laughs> um, before I started CQLLC, so it's, it's been a few years. Um, and he's a lab geek, and he was asking me about what's going on in the industry and everything. But he was also telling me that he had heard these things, these rumors that um, that labs were exchanging results for money. So there was like this corruption piece to it. And that, that the inspectors were gonna have to start inspecting the labs too because they weren't doing that at the time um they have they have protocol put in place for these inspections which is why i was questioning wh at what point did they catch it because sometimes what will happen is that the uh the enforcement division will walk in to the facility uh be it uh, a cultivation facility processing facility or even a um a dispensary and they will choose something and they will say hey get this tested right at our facility and we want to see the test results from our facility and then they get these test results right so maybe how did they still have them on the shelf at this point i mean when was this discovered how long did it take them to put out the report you know, was it because they had to do another test about it? But if you're doing a recall, shouldn't that test be like priority number one? Right, right, right. Why is this report just now getting to us? For especially for something like flour, which doesn't doesn't usually end up in storage. Flour is smoked almost immediately upon possession of said product, especially if it's already rolled into a joint and I don't have to do it. It's kind of like. It's kind of the point, but yeah. it also you know leads into the questions about like okay, so we have these regulations now in you know Colorado where um, a facility cannot uh, roll their pre rolls uh, without uh, you know having the flower tested, having it rolled into a pre roll, and sending that pre roll back out for testing another time uh, you know before it can be sold. Yeah, yeah. And like, so is that going to be a necessity? Is that actually a fucking necessity? And so, and here's what we're doing is it in just in the, you know, I guess in a different, if you want to look at it in a medical sense is that there are patients that use cannabis, you know, whether or however you want to talk about how we use cannabis, um, additionally, they smoke it and they use pre-rolls because they do not have the dexterity to roll it themselves. And so you're taking away, a, you know, an affordable option for a patient because that facility can no longer offer re-rolls at their, you know, at the rate they used to with their flour. Right. You know, and, and, Where does and the contamination happen though? If the flour tests clean 
and then it gets into a pre-roll and it tests with lead. I guess the machine rolling, uh, maybe machine maybe. rolling operate people that I, 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 I'm like all the ones I know use, I, I, my facilities do it themselves. So I'm like, maybe, maybe the equipment, I don't know. Uh, I just want to tell you this though. Here are the symptoms of lead poisoning. Yes, it has to go with us to be destroyed. And you know where it goes? It gets dispersed into another market that, you know, yes. <laughs> that the, yeah. the authorities run, you know, what, on the side. What does lead poisoning look like in adults? Exposure to high levels of lead may cause anemia, weakness, and kidney and brain damage. Very high lead exposure can cause death. So who will they blame that on? They're not going to blame it on lead. Right. If something like that happens to somebody who's smoking cannabis, they're going to blame it on the cannabis. We've already seen them do it. They're calling this thing CHS. We've already seen them do it. Yeah. They will come up with some new name for it. Like cannabis. Kid I'm not going to give them one. Um, no. Sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I was like, fuck that. <laughs> but they'll come up with some name for it instead of looking into what's actually causing the symptoms. Pesticide poisoning is super, super dangerous. And uh, like, you know, it's so disappointing for scientists to want to fudge the science like that. Uh, just for what, for what reason? For, for the almighty dollar so that more people will use your facility because their test results come back positive at your facility. Is that why you're doing it? Because you are literally damaging our industry. You're literally damaging our industry. You're damaging people. By doing that because they've smoked or consumed a product that you've okayed and they trusted you. And I mean, yeah, I mean, if you want to get into the mental health of it, they trusted you. And now what? They're supposed to trust the next testing facility, the next dispensary. They, they, we're, we were told that if we got it from the dispensary, it would be regulated and safe. Is there still right. um, a testing facility down in Durango? There, they were just getting started when we stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do a lot of business. Uh, RM Labs, shout out. We should, uh, we should reach out to them. And, Definitely uh, want to get some scientists on here. You're correct. I'll go over there and see what I can do about about uh, getting with somebody. We sat down with a couple of guys, Dr. B and I, when they were first getting started and we were first kind of rolling through and having clinics and, you know, so yeah. Yeah, I'll, you know, we could look at that for April because um, no men are, are allowed on our show um, for March. <laughs> for March. Just um, for the month of March. No men's. It's okay. Um. So I'm super excited about our upcoming show, actually, um, for March 9th. We're still working on getting people slotted and everything, but you know, it's going to, it's going to be a big deal. I think I, there's a lot of people who are very interested in coming to see us. So I'm super excited for them to come see us too. Cause I want to learn more about them. There's a couple where I'm just like, Ooh, we want to talk to you on air and off air, you know, hmm, a couple see. like that. Let's throw the little flyer up and we can do a little call out, shout out in between some headlines here today. For sure. For sure. So, yeah, yeah. I just think that, uh, you know, uh, I put in here, what is Candy Queen mad about the, that corner? And the, and the thing I'm mad about is it, it says another day, another recall months too late. 
months too late. Like what, what are we doing? Um, the, the November pre-rolls were gone um, in November on the day and or the week that they were purchased. It's very low probability that any of those are left. And if they are, it's by accident. Somebody put one somewhere and forgot. You know? Yeah. I have one of those in my bedroom right now. <laughs> every, every time I go into the bedroom, I see that, that uh, tube and I'm like... Oh yeah. <laughs> and again, still not going to be like, Hmm, should I check this for a recall? Like, <laughs> No, no, I would not. I wouldn't even think to do that. Should I check and see if this product number has been recalled? No, I wouldn't check that after a month. Like not at all. And yeah, there needs, I don't know what needs to happen. I don't know how it needs to happen. I don't have an answer for it, but um, something like, I mean, definitely not, months later november <laughs> you think people got pre-rolls left from november you people truly do not understand christmas. us at all they're like gifted them as christmas presents <laughs> <laughs> like, yes you them know not all of those yes some of those went into the stocking for like sure. this was not yeah this was <laughs> merry christmas here's merry some christmas. lead poisoning what the fuck? yeah let's oh gosh okay um yeah and during a pandemic you're weakening somebody's immune system during a pandemic what the fuck i'm so mad on so many levels about that thing i want and that was uh, you know the actual cdph uh, report that you were reading um it yes. just it doesn't go into details right like how and i wonder no. if that is public record and if it can be found more information on well this just this recall just came out so i'm thinking that there's no news story about it yet but I'll look. I wonder, you know, we could look at some other maybe older recall stories. The, you know, our older recalls. Mm -hmm. See if there's any out there. Um, that we haven't gotten, <laughs> gotten <laughs> the bulletin on. Um, we'll know. try to shout those out for at least for Colorado. And if you live in a state where um, um, you're concerned about that kind of stuff, what I would recommend is going to the public health and safety website and they should, if you have legal cannabis in your state, medicinally or uh, adult use, they should have a tab for that. It will say marijuana because they're heathens, um, uneducated heathens <laughs> <laughs> and um, click on that and then sign up for the alerts for things because then you can get those alerts and it'll tell you when there's a recall. And uh, it, I mean, if you ever wanted to shoot those our way, we would definitely uh, be happy to um, read them out on the air as well. So yeah, um, it is a plant. Listen, you know, lettuce gets recalled and stuff, but you know, I feel like lettuce gets recalled while it's still on the shelf. Well, it's still on the shelf. Yeah. yeah. Like um, this is happening, you know, recently, like months after the fact, like yeah. a week ago, there was some bad spinach. And so it got recalled. And so yeah. as people started reporting that they were getting sick, you know, like, I don't know. Right. I, I, again, um, so for those that are not watching us and are <laughs> um, not looking at our my beautiful little flyer here, um, we are calling out uh, to all our women for March 9th. Um, we want to hear about you, support you, your business, 
um, cannabis related or not. So give us a shout. Let us know if you want to join yeah, us. Yeah, it's a Wednesday can... show. We're not keeping it cannabis that day, and we're keeping it women that day. So, yeah. like, we want to support you. You know, support your business. Give you a shout out. I've uh, tagged a bunch of women. Um, I also I probably should go through and tag another hundred. I guess you can only do a hundred at a time per post, but where I got cut off, who knows? Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, uh, reach out to us at CannabisCloset420 at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find our other messenger. Uh, we, we pay attention to that. So solo.to slash CannabisCloset420. And yes, up. Find us in the Discord. Talk to us. Um, I just looked this story up uh, about Earl's. There is a story in the Westward, but it doesn't really say anything more than what the rollout of the MED uh safety uh announcement said so uh the um the grow was 403r-00509 and the identification number is 4546 for anybody that has purchased pre-rolls at earl's in the month of november 2021 to january 2022 if that still happens to be around your house by some miracle, check and see. Take it back to get it destroyed. Um, and hopefully they'll also redeem themselves in some other way. I would stay away from the flower for right now, though, because I don't understand why uh, why this happened if they did proper testing. I, they, they didn't respond for comment when uh, the Westward reached out to them. This is the fifth heavy metal recall announced by the MED since required testing began in 2020. In 2020, y'all, they started requiring testing in 2020. Okay. So anyway, uh, previous recalls for heavy metals involved arsenic, uh, cadmium and lead and mercury. So that's fun. That feels, that feels like a good time. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Buy, buy, buy five joints when you only want four, put one back just in case so that you have a claim to stake when you, um, file your class action lawsuit against now I guess the my testing facility, the dispensary, the is that in the metric tracking system, or I guess if it's not, I, I don't know. Um, Earl's is an adult use store, so they're not tracking who it's sold to. So right, like, of course. So they can't call people and be like, you bought this. Right. And so we're not even just talking about just Colorado people that would be paying attention to recalls and stuff. We're talking about people out of state vacation. people that were on vacation. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah. That's it's unfortunate. It just it just is happening so late, and it's just and then and then because it's a this isn't a national announcement. Don't you think adult use recalls should be nationally made? Well, again, wouldn't that make what? sense when we're talking about what you've consumed in a in a space like? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you should like nationally release that information because people might have been on vacation during Christmas time in Leadville. Yeah, what 
what do you think Leadville's for? Like, what? why does that place even exist if not for Christmas time? Snow. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on. Anyway. Uh, today's show is brought to you by uh, CQLLC, Cannabis Consulting and Education, www.cq-llc.com. Uh, to find us, customer service, cqlc at gmail.com, 970-426-5985 is where you can reach us. We are certified to teach responsible vendor training in the state of Colorado by the Marijuana Enforcement Division uh, and um, the uh, CDPHE as well. Uh, not everybody has to take this course. It is required for delivery drivers and for hospitality workers in the industry. However, it can be used as a mitigating factor in the event of an administrative violation for the rest of us. So it is a good idea to have your team take it. Uh, to be RVT certified as a team, you have to take it under somebody who has been approved by the MED, and that is us, CQLLC, Cannabis Consulting and Education, 970-426-5985. And if you like smoking King Palms like I like smoking King Palms, you can get 15% off using the code KPTCCPMAR15. KPTCCPMAR15. So that's for the month of March. Or 15 uses, whichever comes first. I will change it uh, if we get to the 15 uses uh, before the April deadline to change it. So there's that. Yay. <laughs> you said uh that you had a story that you wanted to tell um correct uh yeah you know it's this is a I, I follow this on facebook um it is this author named uh james fell and i do not he has a patreon i do not pay for his stuff so um i'm gonna give him a free plug here because i really enjoy his 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 uh, thing. So his deal is sweary history. And mm -hmm. his, uh, uh, so he gives um, brief rundowns of days in history and um, uses colorful language because that's just how he talks. And so he applies oh, it to his history lesson, you know? Um, and so um, he's posted a couple of things recently as the um, war against Ukraine has started. Um, and uh, this one in particular. Um, so this is the only man that we'll talk of, men will talk about today, but it's in regard to uh, those that are now fighting um, for their country. So this isn't the first time Ukraine has had to fight for their defend their, their themselves against Russia or an invading country. Um, and the title of this is Ukrainian Defiance and the Reply of the Zaporzhian Cossacks and a burn, he calls it a burn that will echo through the ages. And I'm gonna not read the whole article, but if you wanna find this guy, he's on Facebook, he's on Amazon for his Can book. Can we share the article on our Facebook page? Yes. Okay. Um, and, um, <laughs> but his title starts, Russian Worship, Go Fuck Yourself. Oh, it's my favorite war chant. 
<laughs> At first, the reports were that 13 Ukrainian soldiers defending, um, hold on, I gotta move my screen, Snake Island, that told the invading Russian warship to go have sexual intercourse with itself, had all died in the ensuing bombardment. That turned out to be false. The defenders repelled two attacks by invading Russians, but eventually were forced to surrender due to having run out of ammunition. They are now being held by prisoner, uh, held prisoner by Russians. Their defiance in keeping with Ukrainian history, this is the story of the reply of the Zaporzhian Cossacks. It's yet another example of Ukrainians saying, fuck you to a powerful invading force. Um, this goes back into 1675. Um, and uh, the Zavoria, I'm going to call them the ZCs because I can't say that every single time. It is, it's a I have to hydrate through this whole thing. You're Ooh. making my mouth dry. With the, uh, who lived in what is now central Ukraine, defeated the invading Ottoman Empire in a great battle. Um, but Ottoman leader Mehmed IV was an audacious motherfucker. And the following year, he sent a later to the ZZs saying, hey, you need to submit to me. Uh, the conflict was part of the larger Polish-Ottoman war, which uh, the Ottomans had just won. But the Cossacks were all, you may have beat them, but you didn't beat us, assbag. And so, again, if you enjoy this type of history, uh, go check this guy out. I'm going to um, fast forward a little bit. Um, uh, they essentially uh, send a letter back to these guys saying, uh, fuck you, we're not going to submit to you with our ass. And um, even though they're in, uh, they're in actually <laughs> being caught by these guys and they're like, still fuck you. <laughs> That's how I, that's how defiant I am. Like, so the, the the whole thing is about the letters being exchanged, and uh, the letter was signed by Cossack military military leader Ivan Zirko. Zirko. Um, in the nineteenth century, century Ilya Repin painted a famous rendition of the cooperative effort of the writing of the letter, um, which you you will see in the article, um, shown in the feature uh, photo with Zirko as the one in blue directly above the scribe. Um, with a bunch of guys around him laughing and saying, oh, hey, call him a son of a whore. Tell him to kiss our arse. Um, <laughs> that's what they're talking about. Well, you know, because like in the in that in that clip, you hear him go, should I like you hear him look like you could see you can't hear him looking at anybody, but you can like envision like he's like, should I say it? And she was like, just yeah, just in case. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, Circo became one of the most re uh, revered Ukrainians in history. Known as a military genius, he has been celebrated in song, story, and poem. In 2019, a Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, renamed the 92nd Mechanized Brigade of the Ukrainian Armed Forces after Ivan Circo. The Ivan Circo Brigade is currently engaged in defending its homeland from Russian invasion. Yeah. So go check out... Uh, on this day in history, shit went down. Um, you can subscribe to his Patreon. You can get it for free. Um, he does shit like this. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, thanks for sharing. Um, hopefully this conflict is resolved quickly. And also, um, while we hope that um, this conflict is resolved quickly, and that the loss of lives are low and that our thoughts are with Ukrainians. Our thoughts are also with African students that are in Ukraine in Ukraine right now trying to get out. Um, you know, racism is still racism <laughs> wherever you are. So 
humans are still humans. And we're playing with some, you know, our Russian friends that are here that are not supporting what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the it's it's the powers that be, not necessarily the people that are causing a lot of this, a lot of the problems that are happening. Um, interesting. So um, I have a, a, a few more headlines and then I also have um, some uh, black history moments of yeah. women yeah. in history <laughs> as well. Um, well. I didn't talk about, did we talk about the, um, the, I'm using the wrong mouse. Did I talk about the, uh, this, this story right here? I didn't. Um, first, first things first, let's just follow up. Small scale cannabis, social equity, success stories emerge amid stumbles among big programs. Um, so this story acknowledges that there are negative stories that are pouring in about cannabis, social equity, programs and delays and barriers and failures. Uh, we talked about those on Monday. If you want to go back and listen to that show, it's already up on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Apple uh, podcasts and Google podcasts. Um, they, the entrepreneur, uh, sorry. So many of these success stories appear to involve minority entrepreneurs who have become equity activists or have formed incubators to help others get to know how and to get to, to get the know, to get the know-how, sorry, the way that's written is weird, and capital needed to break in. Uh, they, the activists, the entrepreneurial activists, are fighting for every dollar to be invested in social equity. Um, these are people who are standing up and fighting for the community in spite of running businesses of their own, and some who are still struggling. Uh, the association recently conducted a sweeping and critical study of equity programs across the U.S. that showed state programs have yet to fulfill the promise of boosting cannabis industry participation among minorities and those affected by the war on drugs. The founder and CEO of Portland, Oregon-based premium cannabis uh, producer Loud and co-founder of uh, MCBA, which is what? The Minority Cannabis Business Association. Uh, in 2015, cited similar successful examples of local cannabis entrepreneurs. But in general, he stressed it's important to go beyond the negative headlines to celebrate the people who did get in, while also recognizing <clears throat> that a sea change occurred. So we were kind of talking about that a little bit um, on Monday. Like, should we, uh, like, I, I said that, um, you know, like while I want to applaud the people who got their license and say, you know, yeah, great that we got some licensing out there. Um, we also are seeing those licensing be low level licensing. And so like Jason was kind of pointing out how like, no, we don't want to say thank you for like scraps. Like we want the big picture and we should be able to get the big picture without having to do like jump through these weird hoops, like right? Extra, yeah. Take the extra yeah. hoop when it should just be an availability and capability. So um, this person says that uh, when they first got into the industry, social equity wasn't a term being used 
He noted that um, social equity, diversity, and inclusion are at least an essential part of, of any legalization discussion. So I agree with that. The discussion needs to be had. We need to be talking about these things, but I just don't think they're being done right. Um, without a doubt, it's something we need to recognize and understand the importance of and realize uh, it has come a long way. Um, <clears throat> this is a pretty interesting article. Um, so... I would definitely recommend reading it. It is in the uh, MJ Biz Daily, and we can post it on our uh, on our Facebook page as well. Um, <clears throat> we need an intern <laughs> to do these things. We always forget to do these things. I would try to do it at the same time as that we're talking, but it, yeah. I'm afraid that I will freak my computer out. And yeah, you will freak your computer so out. For I'm sure. like, we, we will. Yes, we'll. We're reading. If we had uh, the behind the scenes person, that would be really great. If you want um, to paste the link into the show yeah. notes, we could do that. I can that, that perhaps. Uh, so, so a lot of this is coming out of California. Remember, we were talking about how California is kind of doing some of the right things out that way. Um, change is also occurring among some multi-state operators. Uh, critics charge them with curbing opportunities for minority entrepreneurs. Um, by supporting limited markets. In certain cases, MSOs are giving back to communities they operate in by providing resources to help social equity applicants break into the market. So like uh, Chicago-based Green Thumb Industries, for example, which once discussed um, an oligolith... I can't even say this word. Um, <laughs> oligopolistic market. It's such a hard word to say. As a strategic operational goal formed the licensed education assistance program LEAP to help social equity license in its home state of Illinois to crack industry barriers. LEAP, along with NAACP Greater New Haven and the Denver-based cannabis law firm Vincent Setterberg, are now hosting cannabis license webinar series for Connecticut residents. So if you're in that area, that might be a good thing to check into. Uh, but minority entrepreneurs and minority-led incubators appear to be leading the way in equity efforts, sometimes with strong support from municipalities. So there's some positivity here. We are still seeing a lot of it done wrong. We want to see it done right. We want to see a space where we don't have to have a program for social equity just to see um, faces that aren't white and male at the top C-level and ownership positions. But since um, America and probably a lot of, of the uh, rest of the world, honestly, in a lot of places, um, don't know how to play right without rules being attached to their humanity, then we have to attach the rules. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, that would be, it would be nice to not have to you know, state the obvious, but <clears throat> yeah, here we are. <laughs> okay, so, here we are. Here still we are. having the conversation that we have to have and keep having. Um, it just, we'll, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense that we live in a world where we know that these things are absolutely mm -hmm. wrong. We know that they're built into the system. We know all of these things and still live in a world where people are overtly once again, behaving in a racist manner are racist overtly. 
And so are our government leaders. It's like we it's like we went backwards somehow. We took the knowledge and went backwards with it as a as a country. I can only speak to our country and I can honestly not even speak to that fully because I live in one state. But you know. Um so I'm gonna break your hearts a little bit, especially if you live in Virginia. And I'm sorry. Don't shoot the messenger. I did not write this news and I did not create this news. And I am sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but <clears throat> a Republican led committee halts marijuana sales legislation in a party line vote. Republican, you should have seen my face when I read this. I was like, oh. <gasps> I was ready to move back. I was like, I'm coming home. I just like, no. Um, Republic, Republican members of uh, the House General Laws Subcommittee halted any further advancement today of Senate-backed legislation SB 391 that sought to initiate retail marijuana sales to adults beginning this September. This article was written on February 28th, so it's just a day or two behind. Um, uh, la, la, la. committee members rejected the measure on a five to three party line vote. So there's two of them or, uh, sorry, uh, five of them against the other three that were just like, nah, um, Republicans took control of the house of delegates following the results of the November, 2021 midterm elections, mid term elections fucking matter go out and vote <laughs> literally the most important elections are not the national election it's not it's not even the most important one who's the president who gives a fuck the president doesn't even run shit just a fucking mouthpiece for the persons that do run shit and then you just let them get voted into office because you were like nah midterms not important well Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And you know who votes in midterm elections and in local elections and in national elections? Republicans. Republicans. You know who doesn't? The others. The rest of us. <laughs> the rest of us. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lump you into a democratic pool. The rest of us. Sorry, and, and whatever you call them in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> like the like i only know like the bad party is the tories right or some shit like that i don't i don't even know what the fuck i'm talking about let me stop um <laughs> okay <laughs> fucking know what i'm talking about um so so the uh if you're in virginia get in contact with normal n-o-r-m-l that's where I, this article is coming from uh, J.M. Padini, Normal's development director and executive director of Virginia Normal, said that today's, rep today's vote represented a stunning failure of leadership on cannabis policy. Padini noted that Senate members failed to provide the House with a streamlined version of legislation to address the retail sales issue, while members of the GOP-led House failed to advance all but one cannabis-related bill out of their own chapter. 
this is an extraordinary disappointment for Virginians who were loudly calling for access to retail sales to begin earlier than 2024, which is the next time that I think they'll have it on the ballot. And ultimately, uh, a real failure no, by legislate, or maybe they won't have it on the ballot, but they will uh, be able to vote in a new group of people, perhaps. So, um, in 2024, and then maybe get these laws passed. Uh, in 2021, lawmakers in both chambers approved adult use legislation without a single Republican vote. The legislation was signed into law in April by outgoing Democratic Democratic Governor Ralph Ralph Northam. Um, say that three times fast. That legislation contained a reenactment clause requiring legislators to hold an additional vote on matters pertaining to regulation of the adult use market in the 2022 General Assembly. Lawmakers have now missed the window to do so. Uh, personal possession and cultivation of small quantities of cannabis by adults 21 and older is already permitted in Virginia under the 2021 law. However, some other marijuana-related crimes that were temporarily repealed under that law will no longer be depenalized due to the General Assembly's failure to take any further action. Like, literally, if any of you did not do your job, it's five, it's 420. It's 420 on the West Coast. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Sorry, I didn't know how to, <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt you. No, no, you're fine. Um, so like, like literally if any of us didn't do our job, we would get immediately fired, but that's not the case when you work in politics. House Republicans missed an opportunity to crack down on illicit market and provide a regulated equitable adult use market, said Democratic Senator Adam Even, who sponsored the SB 391. The 2021 law uh, calls for retail cannabis sales to begin no later than January 1st, 2024. So now, so now there's potential that they're going to have to wait until that happens, you know, till that date for anything to be enacted. And can they rely on their state government to actually do their jobs and, and go in and do what they're supposed to do? It is time for another joint. You're right. And I have one right here and I'm going to light it. <sighs> so um, I had a couple more headlines, but there's a, there's another one about like a, a Republican led uh, rejection of the adult use legislative measures. And that was in South Dakota. Ooh, I have, I have something for Missouri, whatever. whatever. Yeah. Do Missouri. You go for Missouri and I'll do South Dakota after you. Okay. This one's in a, di a different take. Um, okay. It's still politics. Still politics. Um, this is actually published today by Kyle Yeager. We've, we've read his articles before on the marijuana. Yes. Um, Missouri lawmakers demand Biden act on uh, marijuana and address racist double standard that kept Shikari Richardson from the Olympics. Um, so the pair of lawmakers on Tuesday filed resolutions uh, urging President Biden to end cannabis criminalization and provide executive relief to those caught up in the drug war and condemn what some view as racial disparities in how athletic or organizations apply, apply drug testing standards. Um, 
So it just goes on to say that, uh, let's see, so it's Representative Dottie Bailey um, has put forward a resolution that condemns the decision by International Sports Association to ban uh, U.S. sprinter Shikari Richardson from participating in last year's Olympics after testing positive while this year allowing or cannabis or cannabis uh, while allowing a Russian skater to compete despite testing positive for a banned performance enhancing drug, which was so, like a, which was like a narcotic, right? I, let's see. I'm, I don't know exactly what it was. I'll look it up while you finish. Okay. Um, so it just, they're, they're called, you know, it further calls on the house clerk to prepare the resolution to be sent to the president and congressional uh, leaders upon passage. So, um, and the, to end the domestic prohibition against cannabis support our American athletes and condemn the racist double standard that kept an American Olympic qualifier from competition for cannabis use. It's ridiculous. Um, and that there it's that, that that it happened sorry not that, that this is um she ended up did she ended up this girl did get banned but not for this but not for the drugs i think for something else she got caught up in something else something else happened um i'm just looking to see Um, I'm sorry, this does go on. It does uh, go into uh, Representative Ashley Bland, Manlove, filed a resolution that more broadly addresses the need to end cannabis prohibition and provide executive relief to those caught up uh, in the drug war. And so, again, uh, asking for decriminalization, expungement. Um, so, Missouri, go Missouri. Um, okay. doing, you know, like supporting, it was a performance enhancing drug. Right. But it, but it, yeah. So, so cannabis, it just, just for the record, I mean, help her heart. depending on what you're using, you could clean your kitchen or take a nap, honestly, but I wouldn't call cannabis a performance enhancing drug. Cannabis helps you get things done. It doesn't help you get things done faster. I'm yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> I did I did use this little bar called um glass slipper and I'm out I had to sit down. <laughs> I was like I couldn't move as fast as my body wanted to or my mind wanted to. It was like nope, I gotta sit down for a second. <laughs> Um, yeah, oh, I, different. yeah, I am not running marathons, people. I am not uh, running sprints either. Like, nah, I mean, if I have to, I can, I guess, but like, I'm not, I could, I guess if I had to, but that, why, why would I have to? If a bear's it? chasing you, I could run faster. Yeah, well, That's a performance enhancing drug more than marijuana I is. I will run a sprint for a trillion dollars and I'll run as fast as possible and I'll be really fast. I would not be really fast. I'm, <laughs> I would, I would say that I would do it. And then I would, <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't run. Track in I, high school. I wouldn't say I was, I mean, I guess I was decent. I was on the track team and I did run sprints. So I guess I was good enough. <laughs> I was on the relay team. <laughs> um, somebody who has an award-winning podcast just said that they were interested in coming on our podcast. <laughs> Ooh, yay. I would love that. <laughs> That's fucking cool. Who is this? 
Uh, her name is Sherry Tuckus, and um, she's going to be featured on Netflix for High Science. Uh, this is interesting. Cannabis nurses in the space. Yes, I love everything that is there. Um, I'm definitely going to reach out. I mean, to everybody that that has sent me a message on this thread has been super fucking interesting. So I'm I'm super excited about it. Um, is that on the um, Women Empowers group? Yeah, Women Empowered in Cannabis. Yeah, amazing women in there. That just got accepted. So, um, but yes, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's super. It, yeah, this this thread is amazing. I uh, a lot of my friends uh, comment on the post like thanks, um, but not actually like reach out to say I want to be on the show. <laughs> like, right, right, right. Friends, like, <laughs> Yeah, I would so, have to send them like individual texts and be like, you know, um, um, that's why that's why it's like we have space for you outside of the ninth if you can't do the ninth. But we also we want to try to get as many women as possible. Uh, prepare yourselves. The ninth is going to probably be a longer show than I mean, our Wednesday shows have been going longer anyway, because we've just got so much to say and talk about. But Generally, I think that one's going to go longer just because we're going to have a lot of people we're going to want to talk to and we can only get uh, eight extra people in the waiting room at a time. Well, I've got our little sections blocked out in the thing. So, so we're going to talk about it tomorrow. We'll get we'll get everybody. We'll get everybody to commit to the time for 420 to 62030. Right. So that's a two hour block. We'll get everybody to commit to that two hour block and then we'll give them their time to show up in the green room. So they could be in the comments the whole time, but then we'll give them their time to show up in the green room uh, per, per, you know, per what we space we it can out. We send them the link. We can send them the link to, you know, pre yeah. previously, you know, with their time slot. Like, exactly. uh, you know, so at this time, click this link. And uh, if it doesn't work, don't worry. Try again. <laughs> We're just kicking people out. Yeah, you know, just we'll figure it super, out. Super, we'll super excited uh, about this this show because literally that that page. I mean, we already know a lot of interesting women, um, but that page is going to is introducing us to a lot more um, interesting women. So I feel like there's there's going to be some kismet in there, and there's going to be some like real, real, real work to be done. Um, and, uh, what we'll do is, uh, we will then with everybody's permission, uh, send out like a joint email to everybody thanking them for coming through. And like, maybe we can list everybody that was on that their email is, is in the thread and they can connect that way if they agree to do that. I think that would be amazing networking um, opportunity as well as an opportunity to come on and like talk about their business. Ah, oh, so oh craziness. Um, yeah, excited. So that's <laughs> yeah coming up. Yeah, it, it's coming up, and so we've been preparing, and we are ready for everybody. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be ready. We want more. 
we're, we're organizing the schedule. So reach out. To I, I don't think we're going to have like a specific subject that we're going to be talking about on that day. We're going to be really highlighting uh, different yeah. businesses. So there's going to maybe be like a, a little Q and a happening and a little banter around that. But I, I feel like, you know, yeah, agreed. So. Um, uh, my next headline uh, that I, I definitely wanted to share uh, was this one, the one in South Dakota. South Dakota uh, rejects the Republican-led committee rejects Senate-backed adult use legalization measure. However, that was on February 28th. Um, so members of the House State Affairs Committee have voted down Senate-backed legislation SB3 that sought to allow for personal possession and retail sale of marijuana by adult by adults members uh in the republican-led committee voted eight to three to defeat the measure uh previously this session house members rejected a similar adult use legalization bill on the floor by a vote of 36 to 31. however um on three one members of the house have subsequently revived the bill using a procedural maneuver that brings it to the floor. So there's still hope for that bill. We're going to keep our eyes on it. We don't know what's happening with it yet, uh, but we'll, we'll uh, let you guys know that's in South Dakota. I know, I don't know if we have any listeners from South Dakota, uh, but still that's in, this is important news, even if you don't live there, because the more, state legalization we have the closer we get to like at least federal decriminalization at minimum and legalization at maximum right right so interstate commerce interstate <laughs> commerce yeah um which brings up uh, another headline oklahoma medical uh cannabis businesses uh gird for may seed to sale launch um, that's the that's the title. <laughs> okay. And this is about um, Oklahoma um, medical facilities having to comply with a metric system. Here it comes, Oklahoma, get ready. Um, see to sale. So I, one, there, there. What the one of the complaints against having the whole see to sale is that in regard to metric, it's like it's a monopoly. Like, can we get choices of how we could? get to track or we're just being told how we what we have to do yeah in, in a lot of states they're starting to like uh award <clears throat> a contract to like one vendor for that and i don't know if that's a smart thing to do mm -mm. hey don uh don's gonna be definitely joining us on march 9th i said that on the air so she has to do it <laughs> I, I think I tried tagging you again. I, I tagged all the women on my list and then it only, it told me it only did um, after I hit all of them. So like, awesome. Um, Don. Yeah, but we've reached out personally. So it's, um, yeah. So metric they're going to have to, so it's been kind of a free for all from what I understand in Oklahoma, you just, things come when they come and they come from where they come from and, that's it. And now they're in Oklahoma, you know, but with this tracking system, the state's like, now we need to know where everything's coming from and how it got there and what it's doing. And, you know, all of those, all of those regulated things. 
So they're going to start enforcing soon. Um, I think that, <laughs> I think that um, Oklahoma, if you need um, cannabis consulting, you can call CQLLC. We'll help you out with that. Um, you are going to need to uh, be updated on your, on your um, compliance for sure. A lot of you, or you're going to go out of business. Yeah. And come May 27th, um, they're going to be focusing the bulk of their enforcement authority on businesses, businesses that are not metric compliant. Yeah. They're going to um, shut you down. They so. are. So if you need somebody, give me a call. Um, we have consultants on my team, but I'm also connected, um, with, uh, Marnie Madison who has a consulting group and, uh, she may have some open space there and she's connected with other consulting groups as well. So Oklahoma get into compliance. If you're not in compliance, you are going to lose your license. That's real life. I'm telling you, we've seen it happen. We've seen it happen in so many states. You're going to lose your license if you do not get into compliance. Follow those rules. Get onto your metric system. Say where your um, plants are coming from. Follow your plants from the beginning to the end. And you need to do all of those things. And you have to do it by when? May 27th is the, um, is the, when the, the, you know, when the, it will go into effect for them to start enforcing. Um, here is what uh, some of the information it says, uh, the court order agreement also calls for uh, dispensaries to sell or legally dispose of untagged medical cannabis products in their inventory by May 24th. The Oklahoma, the OMA, Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority uh, to conduct at least five online seminars by May 26 to educate licensed businesses on how on the new seed to sale system. State MMJ regulators to ensure that adequate call center staff is on hand to respond to questions about the implementation of the seed to sale program. Um, the OMA is to provide updates on the program's implementation. Licensed businesses are to be updated by email and through the OMA's website and social media channels. Um, We'll post those on our websites um, as on our Facebook websites as well. So we'll post those on our um, CQLC and um, also Cannabis Closet websites for you guys to um, keep up or share with your friends in Oklahoma. You definitely, um, most likely, if you haven't been following the rules and regulations for compliance up to this point, then you're going to need a consultant to get you into compliance um, by May. You're going to need that. For sure. Uh, it doesn't have to be me, but it, it should be somebody. I'm just telling you. Uh, what's up, Chow? We see you. Uh, thanks for coming through. Um, so that's that's interesting. We're going to see what happens with Oklahoma. Uh, we're going to see a lot of businesses not be able to keep up with that. That part of it. It's it's a it's a it's a it. It seems like a simple administrative part, but like to really get it set up, if you didn't set it up from the beginning is really, uh, uh, some, some people are not going to be in compliance in time, especially if they haven't even started. It's March. If y'all didn't see this coming, then that's irresponsible. You should have been keeping up with what's going on. 
in in your state. Um, yeah, like they get notices at dispensaries, facilities. Yeah, they should have all of those things. Right? So if you're just now like, oh no, um, too, you might be too late. Um, May is literally just around the corner. You don't think it is, but like it's it's already March. How did we get here? I don't know. Um, so it says as of uh, February 7th, Oklahoma had 12,021 licensed uh, MMJ businesses, including 8,137 growers, 2,232 dispensaries, 1,508 processors, 103 transporters, and 29 laboratories. And that's from OMA data. Well, um, I think that a lot, you know, you know, they have low level, low cost licensing. So there's a, there's a, there's not that bear, that financial barrier in Oklahoma. You just, and, and but honestly, now the system, now they have to pay for the system to be implemented yeah. and, you know, upload, you know, and et cetera. And then, you know, okay, that's fine, but it's a, it's a cost. It's an additional cost that, that, that they may not be prepared for. Exactly. Uh, and definitely they're not prepared. If they're not prepared for that, they're not prepared to pay a consultant to help them, but they definitely need one. They definitely do. Most of them are not going to be ready. And, uh, you can't guarantee that your name is at the bottom of that enforcement list. You, you might get called up first and you're going to lose your license. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm just saying it's just, it's, that was nervous laughter. I'm afraid for you. Yeah. Um, if you're, if you haven't been fall, this is the thing, ladies and gentlemen, if you intend on, um, being a legitimate provider, um, in this industry, uh, when the regulations come out, regardless of whether or not they're being enforced right away, you should have some kind of system already in place because they are going to start enforcing those and making that a necessity at some point. In the beginning, it's just about implementation and issuing licensing and getting the um, program in the upstart. And so that's where a lot of the focus and the energy goes. But once all of that is pretty much running as it should be, right, and they've gotten through the licensing and the paperwork and all of that stuff, they can refocus that energy into enforcement of the laws that, that were created around this program. And once they do that, there's no more slap on the wrist when you're not doing something right or, hey, you need to correct that. It's like, uh, this is wrong. We told you we were coming. Uh, you know, sometimes they'll give you a couple days to correct it, but usually it's like a violation and you got to and you got to pay with that with for with money or time or something. Right. So. We've watched it happen to too many businesses. Be careful Ooh. out there, my yep. friends. Be present and stand yeah. up. Right. <laughs> attention. What's going on? Um, you know, so um, adult use legislative efforts uh, are advancing in Delaware, Maryland, and in South Dakota. We just read that article about South Dakota um, having a little bit of an issue, but uh, they are still moving it forward. So they're moving in Delaware, moving House Bill 305 forward um, in Maryland. They have House Bill 1 is uh, going through the House of Delegates. Um, like members of sorry, members of the state House of Delegates have given their preliminary approval to a pair of legislative bills. The first House Bill 1 
And the second is House Bill 837. Um, and then South Dakota, we were just talking about that, SB uh, 3, that's the Senate Bill 3. Uh, and then it was rejected, but it is getting pushed in, uh, in the, in the Senate. So that's good. Good, 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 good stuff. Um, one year ago today, New Jersey ended mass arrests for cannabis possession. So happy anniversary, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. uh, now give licenses to black people, please. Um, <laughs> And then in New Mexico, adult use uh, marijuana sales is on track for April 1st launch. April Fool's? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Stop. I must spit my coffee out. <laughs> You'd be the second person that I made spit liquid today because I was actually on with Kev today. And I said something and I don't remember what it was, but he literally spit his coffee across the room when I said it. Um. Let's see. Uh, state lawmakers last year passed House Bill 2. Uh, so this is their Cannabis Adult Use Act in New Mexico. So good job, New Mexico. I'm not going to read that article. You guys can check out NORML for all of these stories and more that we have not read and gone over. Um, but there were a couple pretty important ones there, especially that Virginia one. Man, it does matter when you like who you're voting for and and when you're voting like it literally it, it literally matters <laughs> whether or not you're voting in midterm elections had people gone out and voted in that midterm election that house would that they wouldn't have flipped it wouldn't have flipped it wouldn't have been republican led right um did it so, mention anything about rhode island i thought i there was one on i think a list that i was reading off of but i pulled a different clip <laughs> Yeah. Is there anything about Rhode Island there? On I didn't get one on Rhode Island. I think that was on your okay. stories. Um, and I do remember you talking about it, though. And then I have my my facts when you're done with your uh, headlines. Um. So, yes. Rhode Island. Little Rhode Island up there. And then... State <laughs> um, I don't know did how many of y'all. Yes, I did. It's you know my my computer just chugging. Your computer's just loading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. Pull it up. Um, I also uh, wanted to. I, we don't have to talk of or read the headline, but Twitch is uh, unlocking cannabis marketing. That was another headline. Um, just talking about you know being a platform that allows for you know, content without, you know, re the restrictions of an account banning like that's happening on other, you know, other platforms. Thank you, Twitch. Thanks, Twitch. So we appreciate um, you we are on Twitch and you can find us there and interact with us there. Um, we'd like to learn more about how to do it, but we need a producer to do that and run shit for we us. Sure do. We can't do it. We don't have time. For no, that. we cannot. We can't pay you for it either right now. And, uh, but once we, you don't want to do it. <laughs> you know, take us to the next level and help us out and, you know, be on the ground level, then, you know, we'll, we'll start be able to pay you when we get, get paid. Of course. <laughs> if we're getting paid, you'll get paid. But I mean, we just do this for fun, really, and, and sharing and having a platform to share um, information and education. 
and we're really passionate about it. And we just want somebody on our team that's as passionate as we are to help us out. And hopefully we can get to that next level and be able to get paid for what we love to do. So, yeah. Um, otherwise, I'm going to say, computer. I would say my, my stuff's not going to load. So I say let's keep on moving forward. Keep and, it on moving. Um, we'll talk about Rhode Island <laughs> on Monday. All right. Yeah. Listen, I wanted to um, remind everybody that um, black history is American history and black history is world history. And so we don't want to forget that. And um, we don't want to succumb to black history month and being the only time that we ever, ever, ever talk about anything that's happening in black history. So got some facts for you. I got at least one. So I'm going to start with this one. Um, this one is about Lucia Harris. She is the first and only black woman to play in the NBA in 1977. Holla. That was 45 years ago, y'all. <laughs> and I know that because, okay. Um, a professional basketball, uh, a professional basketball changed forever when a player I think this is missing maybe a word when a player named uh, Lucia Harris became the first and only black woman to play in the NBA growing up in Mississippi, Harris began her basketball career as the captain of her high school team, as well as earning the most valuable player awarded three years in a row. This is interesting because I used to follow basketball and I had no idea that this had happened at all ever. After graduating, Harris continued her career in sports by playing for the women's basketball team for Delta State University, where she won the national championship in women's basketball NCAA Division III, according to uh, blackpass.org. Oh, and I got this information on um, Black Wall Street USA, which is a page on Facebook. I follow a lot of these pages because I want to educate myself and understand what happened in our history. And we don't actually learn those things in school. And so um, I'm just trying to, you know, learn as much as I can before I go out of this world. Um, so she became successful outside of sports. However, as she finished uh, her time in college with a bachelor's degree in health, um, physical education and recreation. Okay. I don't know if that sentence made sense, but anyway, her degree was in health, physical education and recreation. Finally, in 1977, Harris made history when she was chosen in the seventh round, uh, of the 1977 NBA draft by the new Orleans jazz. Now the Utah jazz becoming the first ever African-American woman to be officially drafted by the NBA. Although she was unable to try out for the team due to her pregnancy at the time. Damn it. Kids ruin everything. <laughs> damn it. Here, here, could you, that's why I didn't know nothing about this. She didn't actually get to play or practice. Uh, Harris did play briefly for the Houston Angels of the Women's Professional Basketball League. Damn it. I want to say that men and children ruined everything because a man got her pregnant. <laughs> she could have been the greatest of all time on a men's basketball league. And she had a baby in her belly. 
No offense, moms. I think moms are the greatest in the world. I think parents are the greatest in the world. I've already told y'all I can't, I, I'm not built for that. Um, and I think y'all are amazing, but damn it. I was like, wait, why well, I never heard of her? I never saw her play or we never like, well, I feel like we would have heard about this if she played. <sighs> yeah, man. Uh, there and this is a random headline that uh, from uh, a Facebook page that I follow called Vagina Devil Magic. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. They're great. Um, uh, yes. And uh, but it is about these, I would, if I'm not a part of that group, I need to be. I, I think you are. I think I well, invited I'm, you. I've seen you okay. on there. Okay. Uh, I just don't know the name of the page. It's about right. a group of uh, women that. Um, former athletes I think and they opened it's a they're opening a uh, a restaurant in Oregon and it's they're calling it a, a, the sports bra or something and something with a bra instead of a bar and they're going to only they're going to play all female athlete uh sports sports on the oh I love it <laughs> I love it. Men will hate it. <laughs> I'll, share, I'll share that link on. Uh, um, I'll try to share it. It's a, it's a private group, so I don't know. I'll try to find the um, actual article. And yeah, to just like take a picture of it. Okay, uh, let me do one more. Um, I have like five. I saved like five, and these are all women. Uh, I don't know how I lucked out on this one, but uh, I found like five or six articles, and it was just all about women. Uh well, first, let me say this before I read the next article, um, that the, the first, the first black female owned figure skating club has opened in Detroit. So, uh, it is called dream Detroit skating Academy. Uh, so if you're in that area, check them out. Okay. And let's see, I want to do, uh, let's see. Hmm. I'll do this pioneer person. I don't uh, We may or may not have talked about her. I feel like it, it's a little familiar, but we'll talk about her again. Um, do, have we talked about Clara, uh, uh, Clara Brown Brown? Have we talked about Clara Brown? Um, I don't think we have, but maybe, I don't know why this story felt familiar to me. But, perfect thing uh, always. Uh, Claire Brown was a pioneer. Again, I got this off of uh, Black Wall Street USA uh, page on Facebook. So apologies for any typos or misunderstood sentences. I'm, I'm doing my best over here. Claire Brown was a pioneer, a community leader, a philanthropist, and the first African-American woman to live in Denver, Colorado. No, we haven't talked about this one. We haven't. Her. Yeah, no. I think I feel like we would have remembered that. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> Isn't that crazy though, right? Um, at the age of 56 years old, she became a real estate investor who established a sex a successful laundromat chain during the Colorado gold rush in the 1800s. She was born as a slave in Virginia, uh, enslaved um, in Virginia in the 1800s. But in 1856, she obtained her freedom because her master died and his will stipulated her freedom. Her family had been split up and sold off one by one to different owners. 
So Clara decided to search for them, especially her four children. She was headed west, moving from state to state while working as a cook and a laundress. After not being able to successfully find her family, Clara decided to settle in Colorado in a town outside of Denver called Central City. There, she opened a laundry business for gold miners. In addition, she collected whatever gold dust came out of the miners' pockets and made extra money by cooking and cleaning for them as well. Clara was known for her generosity in the community. She denied herself any luxuries and chose instead to help fund nonprofit causes, such as the construction of a local church. Over time, Clara expanded her laundry business to several locations and invested her earnings into real estate and mines. When she died, she owned uh, quite a bit throughout the state of Colorado, building lots in Denver, houses in Central City, and mines in Boulder, Georgetown, and Idaho Springs. Five, five, five. Five, five, five. Wow. So that's pretty amazing. She is amazing. Um, Clara Brown is her name. Yeah, her name is Clara Brown. I have lots of stories like that. I, you can go to any of these pages and like start learning about history, like really what happened and how it happened and amazing people in history. Um, we've decided on this show to uh, highlight uh, people in history, people of color, specifically in history, because limiting Black History Month to one month is just asinine. Um we white history is every day of the fucking year. So like fuck all the way off. If black history is not also every day of the fucking year, <laughs> like, I just, it can't be so. And yeah, the more we know. And I, my, my sister's a, a history buff and I am not so much. I don't retain. I used to not be so much, but then I found more entertaining ways or more, you know, it's not boring when you read it from the right people and, and listen, like when I think about history now, when I think about history from a child's perspective, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, this is boring. You had to read it from a, from a textbook and it was just like, it was not written in any interesting way. But when you think about it, history is just a story, somebody telling a story, a storytelling, right? Right. And if you tell the story the right way, it's fucking interesting as fuck. And then now I've learned something. Now I've, I've retained it. I think it's something that I've learned just being an instructor is that um, they're going to retain it if, if you've entertained them a little bit, you know, if they find right. it interesting. <laughs> right. For sure. So. So I think about history that way now instead of textbook history because textbook history is boring and oftentimes inaccurate uh, as well, especially uh, in white America. So, yeah, it's better to hear the story from people who lived it or people who got that story passed down. I mean, that's how history was in the beginning anyway. It was just stories passed down generation to generation and some somebody in a gen in a generation along the way decided to start writing them shits down you know and then we have history her story her story <laughs> in the month month of march also women are a part of american history too so like uh not just not just in the month of march um because again we don't we celebrate men on a regular fucking basis 
Some of y'all are real mediocre too. And I, <laughs> I mean, I follow like I follow some sports pages and stuff, and I just laugh at the mediocrity of the men in there complaining about great men and how horribly bad they are. <laughs> you couldn't even hope to be half or even a third or a quarter or whatever of what that person is. And you have the audacity. <laughs> so, you know. Anyways, I love men, though. Don't get it twisted. Just sometimes y'all be doing some... Oh, some make it, easy. it makes it easy targets, you know? It is what it is. It is not even that. It's just like, okay, here's what I want from those of you still, still listening. <laughs> <laughs> those of you who aren't like, fuck you, I'm out. Here's what I would like to see if you're not already doing this. And I would like to believe that you are already doing this. Call your creepy friends out. That's it. Tell them to stop it. Let me tell you what happened recently to me. I had a person that was following me and such on my Instagram in my coming in saying some shit. And I was just like, I would ignore it at first. And I was like, maybe they'll figure it out. Let me tell you some ladies, they won't. They don't pretend to not hear it. They won't figure it out. Um, and then I restricted access for a little while. So I just didn't have to see the messages. I mean, yeah, I could have just blocked the person. But here, I know. I know. I know. It's the not all of us argument. Listen, I know it's not all of y'all. And not literally, I know that. I know it's some of us. Shit. Some of us are guilty of that, of this bullshit. Okay. So anyway, so, so, so I, un, I didn't block, I don't know why I didn't block the person. I just let them be in restricted area, muted or whatever. And then I unmuted them recently and I was like, give them a, give them a chance to, you know, whatever. When I unmuted, they said some like really off shit that I didn't like. I never even made them think that I would entertain from them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, this is live. <laughs> um, so I was like, uh, I was like, uh, I, I, I've never given. Like, finally, I was like, ew, bro. I said it like that. I was like, ew, bro. I never even gave you an inkling to think that I wanted that attention from you. Like I never made you think specifically that I was asking you for that attention and consent is super fucking important. Y'all it's super goddamn important. And if somebody is ignoring your advances, fucking pay attention to that shit. They're not, yeah. they're not missing your messages. Okay. Like we yeah, saw it. Let's try. Yeah. <laughs> we saw it. We just don't want to put up with your shit today. But that day, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I was just like, ew, no. And literally has not so far said anything else. Has I know they've seen the message, has not responded to that message, hasn't said anything else still follows my stories and follows my page and likes my shit and whatever. But like, sometimes y'all just need to be called out. Maybe sometimes maybe you just don't understand that you being a creep tastic motherfucker. 
I'm going to call you out. Like, I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> I watch a lot of Dateline. I know how call outs can go, which is why a lot of women don't call you out, which is why we do absolutely. If you are a man listening to this and you got a creeptastic friend or you are the creeptastic friend, first of all, stop it. But if you have a creeptastic friend, you got to call them out on it. Because the reason women don't call them out on it is because women get murdered for calling men out for for shit. Men get angry at us and then they fucking lose their shit. And the one thing that you usually have in your favor is strength over over us. And so uh, oftentimes that can end badly for a woman that's not prepared for that. And so um, don't look at me. Don't come at me that way. <laughs> then... I've been preparing my whole life. <laughs> um, but that's why women don't call men out. And that's why allies are super important. So be a good ally and call your creeptastic friends out. They're like, nah, bro, women don't even like that. I told him that. I was like, no woman that you talk to that way that is not reciprocating that attention or has not asked you for that attention likes it. Not a single one. Not a, like, don't do it. Stop it. And I hope he stopped doing it to other women too. Cause I imagine I'm not the only one. Right. Uh, yeah, there's <laughs> small, small wins. Yeah. Where we can get them. And I'm, I'm just saying as, as in uh, this was days ago and there's still not been a response. I mean, they could be calculating a response as we speak, but so far that is not <laughs> the case. So they could be like, and then, and then, you know, what happens is we go from being, um, uh, I did not mean to get on this tangent, but here it is. But what happens is we go from being, oh, you're so beautiful. And hey, I, I would love to, I would love to fuck you. Like they literally say shit like this to us. If you don't believe it, I mean, I could show you some of my inbox stuff, but like, like they say shit, like that is uninvited. <laughs> it's uninvited, right? Thinking, And then it's just like super creepy. And then if we say something about it, they'll be like, you stupid bitch. <laughs> like what? I thought I was beautiful. <laughs> I'm a beautiful bitch then, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but it's yeah. just like, yeah, it turns violent immediately when yeah. you call a man out. It's, yeah, it's scary. It, it, it's not our fault. Like, what? Really? I, I don't know you. Yeah, we're not allowed to have boundaries. Right. We're not allowed to. Like, you called us beautiful, so that means that we're supposed to be happy about that and smile for you. And that's just not really how life works. I mean, yeah. you know. It just, it just really isn't. So it's unfortunate. And I, and I, you know, like, I mean, I love men. You can ask anybody. <laughs> I love them. I love men, but I can't stand some of that shit. You know, like we're just not going to put up with that creeptastic shit. I love the ones of you that are like, there's some of us that aren't that bad. And that's true. There's some of y'all that are not bad and at all that we love you. We love being around you. We feel safe around you. We feel respected around you. Um, and, and we appreciate you in your, in your capacity in our lives. Uh, but also some of you that are those people are still not speaking up when one of your buddies does something creeptastic to a woman. Doesn't matter if you know that woman or not, you got to call out your buddies for their creepy behavior because they're not going to stop because we told them to stop. We've been telling them to stop for fucking ever. And then we either get yelled at or beat up or, whatever the fuck, uh, called a bitch, 
uh, talked about, called a whore. Like, literally, uh, I'm a whore now. Okay. Like, it's not your work. So. <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, anyways, so with that said. <laughs> with that said, no to do ah. Everybody, uh, be nice to yourself. We did not intend this show to last this long today. Be nice to yourselves. Make sure that you put your mask on before assisting others. It's very, very important that you do that. Very important. Yes. Um, cultivate love. You deserve it. Thank you. Stay lifted, everybody. We are going to see you on Monday. We're going to have Casey Blue on Monday. Um, she is getting close. Casey Blue is a cannabis cook. She's getting close to her due date, but she is taking time out of her day to come hang out with us on Monday. So come see us 420 Mountain Standard Time. Can't wait to see you there. And then next Wednesday is our women's show. We have so many amazing women coming through. So definitely set your alerts, set your alarms, share, share, share. Let people know that we're here. We are trying to get our viewership up. Check our solo, solo.to slash Cannabis Closet 420 to find all of our links. We love you guys. We'll see you on Monday. Thanks for hanging out. Peace out.